Coming up, we're going to be telling you our favorite seasons of Power Rangers and why. I'm Rhino. I'm Ken. And we are the Podcast Rangers. Ranger. Oh my God, you are garbage at this. That's what I do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show again. I am Rhino, joined as always by Ken. Yes, I do want you to say your name again. Thank you. <laughs> Good job. Good work. Fantastic. Um, we are uh, recording this episode, episode three of our podcast, the third episode, although th- we did technically try and make this podcast once before. So who knows what number this actually is, but. Regardless, we are practicing our social distancing, and we are uh, recording this at our separate homes this time. So this is new for us. Solo studios. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this will be uh, no face to face. So no uh, fisticuffs if we get in any sort of arguments here or anything like that. But real bummer. I know. I look forward to slapping you. It's really the one joy in life. Just a quick silent slap slapping is a backhand. Uh, yeah. Really what gets it. It's, it's Is it that like a silent disco? Yeah, kind of. It's like that, but also, like, how do you slap somebody, but you don't want the audience to know? So I feel like we perfected that. Yeah. Uh, something I appreciate, but also hate because sore cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's your, uh, <laughs> that's your, like, spirit name, sore cheeks. Um, uh, like uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas in Man of the House. Uh, sorry, no. I have digressed way too far. Anyway, so. <laughs> We thought, you know, as getting to know us, since this is a newer podcast, that one of the essential things when getting to know people is asking them what their favorite season of Power Rangers is and having that debate. And I'd like everyone out there to know that the answer for us, I'm confidently answering for both of us without having discussed this with Ken ahead of time, um, is that we can say that we like other seasons beyond Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. We're not those (gasps) people. I can't believe you said that. How dare you? How dare you? Um, now, that being said, uh, we will say, you know, Muddy Morphin obviously being the original that we saw uh, is kind of what got us into it. So there's always going to be that level of respect for that and love for those helmets and, and all that. Well, here, the thing is, I'm giving you, well, yeah, I say that as I'm literally looking at in front of me, I have a Blue Ranger helmet on my shelf because I have a Blue Ranger cosplay I've done once or twice. Um, I have the blue Mighty Morphin and then I have the blue uh, Boom Studios Pink Ranger comic version of his suit as well. But um, (laughs) I, I just like to talk about me, you know, but I'm well, I'm like recording this and I'm looking around what's in front of me right now. And I have two like either legacy lightning helmets of mighty Morphin stuff, a Saba and like the Zack in with a dragon shield thing. So like definitely a love for mighty Morphin, but it's, I would be hard pressed to say like, that's my, my favorite season or set of seasons. Listen, and I, I do want to start that. I'm actually going to start it off by saying that to say that mighty Morphin is not one of my favorite seasons is a lie. I do I do love Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and I specifically love Mighty Morphin Power Rangers season one. Um, I, I, I like as it goes into season two, I really enjoy Lord Zed. I, I love that aesthetic of Lord Zed. I love the aesthetic of his palace and all that sort of stuff. Um, I skin. I don't like when it shifts into the Tommy show. That's the thing I don't like. And that happens. I feel like once he's the White Ranger throughout. 
Power and, Rangers. Well, it really like so I rewatched um uh I was a couple years ago I was like I'm going to watch this all through but I notoriously uh I do not care for Power Rangers Turbo. So I watched every episode up to like the first two or three episodes of Turbo and I was just like I can't I can't do this right now and it really stalled me on that so I have to pick that back up. Um but I I came to realize like when Tommy becomes like the white ranger, it is very much like all about Tommy. And it's just kind of like, eh, I don't it like was that. Cool when we were at that age and like, we were the demographic for that. Like, I feel like I was like, wait, he's the white ranger. Mom. Um, <laughs> what? Wait a minute. You sound like Kimberly right now. No, she passes out. She passes out. Okay. Um, but I mean, like, that was, I feel like we were at that age at that point to be like, wow, this is crazy. This is wild. There has never been anything else in media like this at this time. Whereas now, when we can, like, look back and be like, well, actually, this is probably also not that yeah. well handled. Um, um, well, it, it's, I don't dislike him as the White Ranger. It just became like everything was about that. And I was like, okay, well, this show is about a team of people, about all different yes. people, you know? And I, you know, I, I, I think there's something to be said about the magic, like the uh, a big thing for me about is the chemistry of the cast and not every cast always has that. And so I know there are some people out there who love wild force, but for me, I only like like the yellow wild force ranger. I do not like any other one of those people. Uh, I, I didn't like any one of those characters. Sorry. The people are probably wonderful. The actors are like, yeah. what did he just well, say? Minus the, yeah, I know they, they'll someday they'll be like, um, you said you hated me as a human. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, so it, that's it's a chemistry thing for me. It, like it, the same goes for uh, Super Megaforce. I don't really or Megaforce. I don't really love a There's lot. There's like of... two characters on Megaforce, Super Megaforce that I feel like are decent characters and yeah. have some sort of chemistry. And for a season that I was very excited to experience, I was just very disappointed the the entire time. So I I agree. Um, it's I will like, say it's like, it's like Dino Charge. I like I like that cast, um, you know, and that's kind of what kept me going. Where I was like, oh, I like how engaged, you know, and I like I don't know, it, you know, it, it ebbs and flows. Sometimes it just it doesn't connect with you. You know, I should say right. that it doesn't connect with me. Not I don't like it. You know. Yeah, obviously we don't speak for everybody. Um, no, of course, there's, not. we know that like one of our friends definitely likes seasons that we are not crazy about we don't hate them but it's just like one of those things where it's like they're you know very passionate about that being their power rangers and i think that that probably goes to you know at what age did you experience this set and kind of what was going on in those seasons that you know resonated with you as a viewer as a person like what was going on in your See, life and i think one of the things i love about mighty morphin power rangers specifically season one is just how like off the wall it really is like that you know everything was kind of cardboard cut out like copy and paste like it w but it was it was aggressive it was original it was cool all those people you know i i i think like I think there's a lot to be said about Austin St. John as Jason, um, you know, whose voice was completely different when he was in his suit versus what he sounds like normally. And you don't you never really saw that after, you know, um, Amy Jo Johnson. You know, I I still love Amy Jo Johnson. Like I actively I am sure, you know, if you're a Power Rangers fan and you're listening to this, you do also really like these these actors and stuff like that. But I would be like anything Amy Jo does. I'm always trying to be like right behind it. But um 
it, it you know david yost is and and uh walter jones and um who i will rub in your face having gotten to like hang out with him for a hot second sure. and you were like i didn't go to there that night but um no but you know i all these people they just like they kind of like they had this weird this energy but then also this show was like think about it too when it started it was basically like science versus magic it was dinosaurs mm. versus it, it was dinosaurs technology it was every little check mark thing but then it was just so weird that it was great yes. you know what i mean it's it's the reason why i like footloose or like high school musical too i know that's such a random thing i like high school musical too because it's so stupid but they're like guys our life is falling apart and then he's like you know what i gotta go sing on this golf course i'll be right back and i think that's hilarious can you explain the footloose thing (laughs) footloose is great uh well i'm not gonna you know try to dissuade you on that i'm just saying because i mean Many times I have come to a town where there has been no dancing uh, because there was an accident that occurred at some point where someone was dancing and then later on they caused an accident. So I have to bring dancing back to that town. You've seen the movie. No, I've experienced that life. Ultimate fan. (laughs) Come on. Uh, Come on. Ren McCormick is like, who doesn't (laughs) want to be Ren McCormick? Who doesn't want to drive into a warehouse and do a dance, a sweaty dance, aerobic dance? (laughs) Can you stop saying dance like that? Dance, dance, <laughs> guttural dance, <laughs> dance. Um, no. So, with that said, I think Mighty Morphin Power Rangers definitely deserves honorable mention for us. But I know, I, <laughs> I know, and you know that sometimes it can be exhausting because this franchise leans so heavily on it without, you know, being like we had much like this. Aside is exhausting for any listener. <laughs> It might not make it in. Maybe I'll cut it out. But no, I no, 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 no. It has to. It stays. The dance stays. I want to be in the picture. You got to <laughs> yeah. dance. Do I have to? Um. <laughs> all right, Ken. I'm going to let you go first. We decided that each one of us is going to say our top three seasons and why. We didn't tell each other what they were, but yeah, we made uh, we made an we, executive decision about uh, an hour before recording. This is like, well, we should go over this just in case. And it's like, no, 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 no let it happen that's gold this is gold i'm gonna keep using voices um so i so we do believe that we probably have at least one in common um mine are in no particular order did you order yours no i went with a kind of like gut reaction thing like i was like oh i need to make notes for this and i i'm like well what's my favorite season like what are my three favorite seasons and i was just like well this one right away and then made notes on that yeah and went from there so that's that's kind of my order. I don't know if that speaks to like how much I liked those seasons more than the others, because I definitely have more notes on ones that are after the fact. I also figure we're going to talk about some of those because there are certain seasons that I imagine I like that you are just like, nah. So, oh, 100 percent. I there I, I know that there are seasons that people would be like rave about and be like, oh, I don't get it. <clears throat> Why, yeah. Um, so, but I you know every episode of you have never mind. You hate Wild Force. I get it. Everybody gets it. I I I just don't like it. Oh, but it's, it's with Power Rangers Wild Force is Buffy the Vampire Slayer season six, the weakest of the series. However, contains some of the best episodes of the series. That's what I'll say because the the there's no there's no the Time Force Wild Force crossover is some of the best. The ten year anniversary episode is one of the best. 
actually that's it. So, but anyway, sorry, this isn't our three least favorite seasons. That's another episode. No, so, that will be, let me talk about operation overdrive as being season three of angel. Are you saying you don't like season three of angel? <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, I see what you did there. The two. This show had rails. We are so far off yeah. of them. So let's reel it back in, reel it back in here. Um, and, uh, I I went with what you said. It's like the three seasons that I come back to. There's one that I definitely favor. One or two that I'm I, I don't know which is my favorite, but I I do think they're testaments to how I picked ones where I've said these are ones that have resonated with me very strongly and that I think are testaments to how Power Rangers can be this ever morphing uh you know story uh-huh. of people and you can put them in any setting and it's kind of like how does the virtue of humanity overtake the darkest of days? You know, um, a little on the nose for yeah. what we're going through. Right? Well, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, um, um Ken, I, I give also me one. Went in, oh, okay. okay so, never mind. You already told well, me. I mean, well, so I went into this as like, these are seasons that I've gone to for like, if I ever were to convince somebody to be like, Hey, maybe give the show a shot. Like these are seasons yeah. where I've picked episodes, like cherry pick to be like, watch this, watch this, watch this. Um, so my first one, let's we're gonna go yeah, into it. There you go. Uh, is and I feel like you probably already SPD. Oh is, no, I don't have it on my list. No, no, I didn't think that oh. you were gonna have it on your list. I, this was the one where I thought you were gonna be like, nah. Ken, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Uh, this is super unprofessional for me to ask you that right now during the podcast. Can you push your microphone away from your mouth a little bit? I can just sit back. Okay, sorry. You, your levels are coming in visually a lot higher than mine, so I worry about doing this post production later. But <laughs> also because I don't want to hear anything about SPD. Boom! Nailed it. What? <laughs> just kidding. Go ahead. Tell me. Tell me why. I quit. Social distancing <laughs> from this. This is, this is a solo show now. <laughs> Let me tell you all about, ladies uh, and gentlemen. So- Ken is. Uh, Cassie? No, not Cassie. Oh, I ruined the joke. Never mind. I was going to say Ken is the Kendricks of this podcast. He has sacrificed himself and he will no longer be on this show. There you go. I, uh, I hate, so, it was a terrible joke. Go ahead. Um, just to get into SPD, uh, the the idea of like this kind of general idea of this is not the A team of the Power Rangers. Like every season, you get this like you've been chosen. You're the best of the best. You're this like we're space patrol Delta. That's what SPD stands for. And it's these group of, of kids who are just like the other teams are gone. So you're what we got, I guess is kind of like, I guess I'm a huge fan of underdog stories and two of the Rangers that they get are like prior criminals. And it's, you know, essentially a police force. So they bring in these like reformed thieves and they're just like, you know, you're on the team and much to the chagrin of some other Rangers who are just like, are you kidding me? That dude's going to be a Red Ranger. He was a thief. Uh, so that's that's kind of like you already get some some kind of like dramatic stuff from that. But I love the idea that they're they're just not the best, um, which then leads into, you know, one of the the cooler arcs or episodes. I don't even remember if it was an arc. If it was like many episodes or if it was just one that just really stuck with me. But it was like when the A squad comes back and it's just like yo the good power rangers are finally here and all the space patrol delta kids are just like oh man like what um even though they're just like swat team gear with in space helmets 
uh, for their costumes. Um, but I don't know, like the, the season did a lot of cool things that the, I'm a huge, like as a visual artist myself, like I, a lot of the seasons have to do with like the things I enjoy are the aesthetics. So whether it's like creature designs or um, the actual uh, designs of the suits, the the SPD suits really like that's when I got back into Power Rangers. And I was like, I would buy figures of this after mm-hmm. not buying them and for did so, you? so long. Yes, uh, okay. I had. Um, I meant the lightning you know, collection. Did you buy the lightning? But... Um, not yet. No, but Whoa. I also like my red is not my favorite of SPD. Like it's like the um, you bought like Doggy Kruger did. though, right? I did. I did. Okay. So yes, I forgot I bought Doggy Kruger. I bought Doggy Kruger before it went on sale for eleven dollars on Amazon. Um, you put full price, like, bro. Me and you, full price, bro. Social distancing, fist bump. Uh, <laughs> so, um. Yes, I bought Doggy Kruger, uh, but like there's just something about the kind of like angular, but also sleek design of their helmets um, that I just know what you're, I, I see what you're talking about with that. Yeah. Um, and they do have the very like there's different things with the, the costumes in every also, season where there's I'm going to point out real quick, Pink Ranger, no skirt too. correct. Um, short gloves, though, short gloves. Mm-hmm. Th- is that one of the first ones? Maybe. No. Yeah. Dino, Dino Thunder. But Dino Thunder, their gloves were the same color as their suits, so it's not as like obvious. In yeah. in SPD, they had like Mickey Mouse hands. Yes, but with silver like lining things. Um, if they do a blue or a or a green for oh, if they um, do trip, uh, not trip. Oh God, I'm sorry. If they do bridge, <laughs> um, buttery, yeah. I will definitely get that. You know, the alternate hands would be the buttery hands thing. I want to believe they would be. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like Hasbro is very like tuned into that stuff. Um, so, so I mean like SPD is my, my first go-to, uh, for those reasons outright. Um, and they, they come back. Like, it's one of those things where like, you think of like other seasons and you're like, yeah, obviously they come back for shattered grid, but SPD comes back for multiple things. And you know, the, the soul of the dragon, uh, miniseries or not, was it a miniseries or was it just a graphic novel? I think it was just a graphic novel, um, came out and like, you know, Tommy Oliver's son is on an SPD team, like yeah. alternate universe or not, whatever. Um, so no, no, no. Cool. SPD is not alternate universe. No, no. I mean, is Soul of the Dragon like, you know? Oh, no, I, I don't. I think um, the Dimensions in Danger, the 25th anniversary episode from Power Rangers Super Samurai, regular Samurai, Super Samurai. I don't remember, but mm-hmm. anyway, uh, Super Samurai. I'm pretty sure, but um, he says. JJ is the name of his son, and that's the name of the character in the comic book. So I'm assuming the comic book, they're the acknowledging that. Yeah, I, I'm assuming. I'm That's a big assumption, but that's what I took from it. So I don't know. But I don't know. The fact that, like, it's it's a season that, you know, stuck with me for a while, like, visually, like, aesthetics, um, and just kind of, like, the storylines. And I you've talked about it already just in this episode, like, yeah. kind of, like, storyline things that just kind of, like, stick with you. Um, you also know about my interaction with, uh, Doggy Kruger, John Tui, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. Sorry. I I know. Um, he's just the coolest guy ever and that's fine. Whatever. We just drank at a bar together. It's cool. (laughs) Whatever. No big deal. Whatever. Not bragging. It's fine. It was a a moment in my life where I basically wanted to melt. You probably did. Um, So, I mean, that's that's my first, like, not first in any numerical order, but that was the first one I wrote notes on. Hmm. Um, 
if I were to the, so here's the the problem and it's the thing I'm going to pose to you as we go and you it'll be unfair just because you'll have time to think about it but like I can't think of the villain for SPD like you think oh, of like I, I, I don't know his name but I I know what he looks like um the the idea that like you know the um, the A squad is the thing where I'm just like that turn is the thing that sticks with me. It's not well. So uh, um so I had not and I still technically have not uh seen all the episodes, but I did. This was one of the series that I was like, you know what? I'll start and watch all the way down. I have about six or seven left because I do know the turn of the A squad being like whoa. Um, so my my big thing I don't. I don't really dislike SPD. It's just SPD is around that time where the Disney shows started to take a turn. And I, I like the Disney shows. I know there's a big thing where people are like, uh, Saban versus Disney versus Neo Saban versus Hasbro. And I'm like, I don't, they're sometimes always good. At least the Disney ones were always very different. Um, Mm -hmm. but the SPD one is like a sensory overload for me because it adopted that comic book style, like scene change where it would like draw down a panel and like it have multiple panels and it would move. And, and SPD is when they, they really leaned into the explosion every two seconds kind yeah. of uh, fight scenes. And that's where I was like, this is exhausting. And that was also around the time where they were very much, very experimenting with the slow motion, speed up, slow motion, speed up oh. sort of a thing. And uh, so it's like it's like too much for me, but there are a lot of really great moments in that show. And I do understand why that show could be great for a lot of people because it it's it's not it's it's not bad. It's just one of those ones where it's just it's kind of in the middle for me. It's not like I dislike it, but I and I I don't know if it's like when I experience that show, because I do remember the ads on what abc on saturday morning like they would have like the car like racing well, i like i like, like the theme the you know in the mm-hmm. spd emergency because it's um, i think it's ron wasserman did that again too who yeah. did the original music so. i believe so but i i don't think i experienced that show i was probably in college out of college when i saw um, the show in full yeah um like i had seen episodes and i was like this looks cool like the aesthetics are what what got me and like they were the toys were on the shelf and i was like i'm just gonna watch this um but uh going back to it and i think like just being an adult to be like you know seeing them handling kind of themes or ideas like you know being betrayed or or not necessarily trusting or like being the charlie brown of something i think like as an adult, you you experience that stuff way more. Whereas like the early Mighty Morphin stuff when you're a kid, you're just like, everything's great for these kids. And I, I want everything to be great for me. And it's just like SPD was like, no, things suck sometimes. You were uh, definitely not done with college, just so you know, because SPD aired in 2005. Uh, no. So, OK, so maybe I didn't watch it until I was in college. It could have if you could have watched repeats, but it's crazy to think that that was 15 15- years ago though isn't that yes. crazy oh so i'm gonna go into one of my other seasons has uh some stuff about time and... you can wait you can wait okay. i'll go next have you said your piece about spd um spd is great if you haven't watched it uh give it a shot it's uh not, not hitting on it i'm gonna finish it ken i promise i'll finish it all it's it's, it's really cool um sorry for spoilers on the a squad well yeah I, well that's what happened to me 
people said that to me and I was like, Oh no. Um, so I was really, I, I know oh, that God, squad. other than like a little bit of foreshadowing at one point, there is no thing in the series where you think that's coming. It was like somebody ruined that twist. Someone watching that show being like, I can't wait till we get the real Rangers back. These ones with these power Rangers and space helmets that are repainted. Right. Um, that is my issue with SPD though. Is like the, uh, Sky's father having the time force costume. And I'm like, um, that show was only on four years ago. Do you think people really forgot it? Um, and it that, was on a different channel, right? That's now. a perfect segue because the first one that I come to, so I come to two right away when people say it, but when you say, what's your favorite season of power Rangers? Like I always think about power Rangers time force. Okay. Because I think about Power Rangers Time Force as one of those versions of a show that is very amazingly well self-contained in a very original way, but still carries that Power Rangers legacy forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, airing in 2001 uh, um, it was a big deal because it started the shows used to be February through November. So this show started in February through November and September 11th, 2001 happened and it kind of. I think clearly affected like where the show went a little bit. Um, yeah. But I think for in a good way, um, because there's a lot of messages about um, like there's an episode where there's a, so, and this is one of those seasons where they tried to, after, after the power engines and space finale, they tried to really try to be like, okay, well, we're going to keep going and we need to explain how these like bad guys still exist. Cause they were always monsters before. And they're like, well, the monsters are gone. So what do we do? And they're like, well, in lost galaxy, they're like a whole nother area. So it's whatever. And then in Lightspeed rescue, they're demons. And then in, in time force, they're mutants from the future. So they're all mutants. But what's crazy time force to me is just this beautiful full circle kind of a story. You know, there's some of these like bittersweet moments. Like I love that they start this series off by being like, Oh, well we killed the red Ranger in the first episode. And that yeah. red Ranger is the fiance to this pink Ranger. And like, so she's going back and there's this whole avenge story. And then she meets his ancestor who's nothing like him. And she's angry about it and like so this is one of those ones where I, like i do love kind of the chemistry of the cast but i really feel like it's really really rooted in its history because of like aaron cahill as jen uh collins and uh, er, uh, not collins i'm sorry oh my gosh i don't know what jen's last name is scott, off the scott yes sorry although the comic book says it's scott's and i'm I'm like, I don't think she's either plural or singular. We don't know. Well, that's why I was like, I thought it was always Scott, but I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I'm not sure. I only just learned that it was mighty Morphin without an apostrophe just recently (laughs) where I was like, it's one of those Berenstein Bernstein bear scenarios for me. And I I am having a lot of trouble with it, but, um, yeah. So, um, it's way it's that. And Jason font as Wesley Collins, like this show is, they are, in my opinion, some of the best power Rangers that we've ever had. And, um, I, I just, there's something about it where like Wesley starts as this kind of like rich kid, but he wants to do something that means something. And they're like, well, you don't need, and then you've got Eric gets introduced eventually as the quantum Ranger and they had gone to school together. And so there's this whole, like, um, Eric hates Wes because Wes had everything so easy and whatever, and people like him, but, but like, so Eric's got this like chip on his shoulder, but Wes is also not like that typical, like, Oh, I'm the rich kid and whatever, but he's also like learning these lessons along the way. But Mm -hmm. it's, so it's kind of like, 
it doesn't the whole season to me means it doesn't matter where or what you come from you can still do great things and we are all on that same level and that's you know west gives that speech in the um in the end of time part two i think where he says like to eric where he's like you know it finally comes down and he's like we are both power rangers eric like whether you like it or not you know we are both here together and this is it you know and and there's something beautiful in that but then also I think Rancic as the villain has this beautiful, like, so in the future, everyone is perfect. And Rancic was made from basically an error in this like um, genetic mining facility, sort of a thing that like, so like all the mutants, even though they, you know, for us, they look like monsters. They're just genetic imperfections that we technically created. Like the time force Rangers, like, um uh oh my god i am embarrassed right now you should be uh katie i couldn't remember the yellow rangers name katie katie is a product of that uh she has that super strength because i think it was chosen that she'd be stronger or you could you know they say it in the episode you could pick the color of your kid's hair the eyes the whatever and then like so society was like we'll be this perfect society but we'll shun anyone that's different and i think like when we start to learn that that's amazing but then also like you know when you learn about frax's backstory where he was this guy who created these machines to help uh people and rancic because of what society had done to him basically turned that hate against frax and took over his machines and he thinks machines are useless and so there's this whole like three-way kind of dichotomy like they all and I love the message in the finale where Frax is saying like where he realizes that that hate is just a cycle. You can't break, you know, you have to choose to break it. Um, otherwise it'll eat you up. And, and I think it just has that beautiful message in the end too. Plus I think time force is one of those few shows, the few seasons where it has, it's like the crossover episode wasn't pointless. It literally, the crossover episode you learn how Rancic is able to make the weapons out of his like bones and stuff like that. He gets Which those crossover from in the time for uh, the wild force crossover episode. I don't remember. Oh dude, the episode's so good because it's the few, one of the few times where they bring back the entire cast and it's a two parter. And like Jen comes back and she's got all that leather on and she does the flips and the it's in slow motion and speeds up. That's the first time they were doing that slow motion speed up stuff. And it was amazing. And you like, you're like also the Strawcross lovers thing where Jen is like, they well, I also love how they change the future. Like th- they end up changing the future so that Alex didn't die, the Red Ranger. And he comes back and he's kind of a jerk. And she's like, hey, I fell in love with this other guy. But then they just like can't be together in the end. Oh, there's so much. There's so there's, much. There's a lot. The show. How do you feel about it? I, I like Time Force. Like, Time Force was one of those things where I think, like, wh- what year did you say it was? Like, 2001? 2001, yeah. So, what year is it? <laughs> that's how I feel uh, with social media. So, um, I, I feel like I, when it was, like, airing, I was, like, definitely removed enough from Power Rangers where I was like, I don't like their suits. Like I, that was always a thing where well, that, I would always that was, check a, that in. was a big thing for me, the suits. Cause that remember you could get the internet in 2001. It was new, but you, you could, could do it. And I remember being like, Ugh, Web TV, I had it the same color. Gross. Um, I, I, 
you know, I was like, oh, well, that that one ranger has green hair. I kind of like that. But the suits, I was like, I don't like it. They got the arrow pointing down. Don't, not a fan. Um, the I did like the Quantum Ranger because it was a jagged arrow. Um, and that was like when I was making my screen names for AIM, I had like X's in my jagged screen name. arrow. So uh, I, I definitely like the Quantum Ranger. But I think it's one of those ones where to give you kind of a perspective of where I come from with Power Rangers, like having distanced myself after when I was little, mm-hmm. you know, coming back to it in college, having some sort of disposable income where I was importing DVDs from Germany, like legit DVDs from Germany before a shout factory got the license. Yeah. I remember um, I like got back into it and time force was one of those ones where I was like, I'm not going to like this. And then I was like, Holy cow. Like, this is good. And it's, it's not it's not like it's not good for Power Rangers. It's good. Like yeah, the writing it, and storytelling it's good is by itself. Um, and, you know, the the suits grew on me. The Quantum Ranger, I still think, is one of the more like interesting well, to look it, at. You know what I love about the Quantum Ranger is that uh, like I love like what you said, how he's got like the jagged arrow and the Red Ranger is the r- red is the solid arrow. The Quantum Ranger, at least in because, like I said, this is the Power Rangers podcast that has nothing to do with the other one. The Quantum Ranger, on our version of it in Power Rangers Time Force, he was made, he was the original Time Force Ranger. So he's the prototype. And that's why he's jagged and the color's different and why he has like the, you know, the Zord's different and everything. And I love that. I love that he's also a Red Ranger because he is the prototype that got lost. So they made it and they were like, oh, well, we pretty much have it perfected, but we kind of lost this one thing. So we we have it and we're going to go from here. So I, I kind of I, I love what like how you're talking about. I love that those suit designs are like that, you know. And the other thing is like this kind of conflict that you already talked about with like Wes and Eric is is there like I. I can't really speak to prior seasons in terms of like what might have come right before, but like thinking of like the first, like let's say five seasons, right? There's probably six maybe of like the mighty Morphin era, like that original cast. Like there's not a ton of conflict between certain Rangers. Like you would get like one or two episodes, like one offs, but like there's this kind of distinct conflict between these two Rangers where it's just like, no, I, you, you suck. Like, I don't like you. This is how being a ranger should be with Eric and like how, you know, Wes is like, no, 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 no. So like, there's, there's that kind of like disconnect there where I think like, that's the first time where it's been handled to that, uh, like, um, that specific kind of quantity. Yeah. Uh, but also the, the villain stuff is potentially the first time where we have a villain where you're labeled to no it's not Wait. it hang on never, never mind i'm gonna step back but like it's another example of like having a villain that has a story that is legitimate and you you have to think of like if you think of comic books you think of film you think of like anything where you have a villain like what makes a good villain is being able to associate like or connect to them in some respect and like understand their background, understand why they're doing this, like not necessarily doing it for chaos sake, which is like you get the Joker stuff. Like he's just doing it because he wants to see the world burn. Right. Um, But like, you know, he's, he is chaos incarnate. Well, like you don't get that with Rancic. It's it's, he has a reason. He has a thing. Like he's not like 120% bad. It's, like he's bad because something well, happened he's bad because to of, yeah to what because of this and like they created him essentially and not like oh 
not essentially like how they created a virus or something like that. Like it's just, it's society made him. And so like Rancic could also be any one of us. That's the crazy part. I'm Rancic right now. Social distancing has made me Rancic. I mean, I didn't want to say it, but yeah. Let me show you my metal plates and my bone monster. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, <laughs> you, th- you threw me with your bone plates. Um, oh, I mean, it's it's also like I the thing I, I talked about with SPD is that the fact that it's been, you know, revisited with the comic books. Time Force definitely has been re uh, approached in different aspects in the comics. Like Jen is a huge part of and we talked about it in the toy podcast, like of our hopes and dreams for for where they go with the toys. But like, you know, Time Force stuff comes up in Shattered Grid. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. And I think like some of those kind of more significant seasons are popping up more and more with yeah. the comic books. Well, yeah, I mean, we're getting that uh, Jen and Wes spinoff. I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but um, and I, I, I think that's great. I, I, I think it's one of those things where people are like, we, okay, sidetrack here, but um, I would love it if someday I get that it has to be new, but if they could collect like a team of past Rangers to be the Rangers for the entire season, like how Tommy has returned before and whatever, just give me five Rangers and get me Jason font or Aaron Cahill. Give me Aaron Cahill. Not that I don't love Jason font, but I just, okay. So it's called power Rangers sins of the future. That's what it's called. The, the comic, the not your your like crossover dream not my crossover dream no that's the uh the boom studios um time force sequel that we're kind of getting so uh which i cannot freaking wait for but i mean you talked about this in the the one of the prior episodes like wanting this kind of like why not bring back like these prior rangers and you know sign them on for another season and have them do you know like do do the dino thunder thing which is which is actually in one of my honorable mentions it, it, I loved the season of Power Rangers Dino Four. What? I didn't do that. I didn't do honorable mention. Well, I, I, have, I, I have plenty I, of honorable. When mentions. I was doing the three lists, I was like, I don't know because I have two that I'm like. There are two seasons where I'm like, is this my favorite or is this my favorite? And then I have another one where I think, well, this one was like one of the best viewing experiences. And then I think Dino Thunder for me is definitely deserves an honorable mention because I think that's Dino Thunder was a great example of how it was. Like, okay, so it's about dinosaurs for the first time again. And we brought back like a classic ranger who was a mentor position. So he's on the show, but we also honored it by having some episodes that had to deal with that. But then also it was about the kids. And that's another cast that I love the chemistry of those. Mm -hmm. Every single, every single person on that show. I love, I love the character they play. I love how that show was set up. There's a lot of fun twists and turns in there. Um, you know, some of it gets a little old, like like Tommy when he's stuck in the suit and he can't unmorph. But I get it because he couldn't be in New Zealand the entire yeah. time. But but, you know, it's like the Smitty where like the bad guy, the general Zeltrax was somebody he used to work with. And then um, the oh, White Ranger, like the White Ranger is the son of the bad guy whose name is just slipping my mind right now but but i always come back to dino thunder because i also like the designs of the stuff and i it's one of those where it's got it's got good energy that's very consistent and it's it was legitimately to me i thought it was legitimately funny 
It was. It wasn't this like like how they have it now, or on Beast Morphers. Yeah, it wasn't like oh well, we need to have the Bulk and Skull character, and I'm like, it. Not every tertiary character has to be Bulk and Skull and provide comic relief. They just have to have a reason for being. And in Dino Thunder, they had the reporter. Like they were they were other students, so we, we got to see the other class members' perspective. But it was also like you know, Cassidy was kind of wanting to be. Uh, um, a news anchor and Dylan was the camera guy. And so they were like secretly uncovering, but that's not really what they were trying to do. So it like brought that in, in a fun way. What it wasn't forced. It was natural. And stick is also enjoyable. Is well, it, yeah. Like, and, and it wasn't just the shtick wasn't only, it wasn't only exclusive to them because like Ethan, the blue Ranger and Connor, like they had a good back and forth. And I loved Kira because she was like weird. It, it was a very well done season you know mm-hmm. and I, so i feel like it deserved an honorable mention now ken i'm gonna need you to tell me another season that's in your top three because i've given you one of mine and an honorable mention but give me one of your other top three okay. i mean do you do you argue and disagree with power rangers time force being in my top no absolutely not i mean like i i feel like i had more to say about uh time force than you did about spd so so um so to continue I've I've realized like th- in talking about this like I think my three seasons have some sort of connective tissue and I'll I'll talk about that later but the the second season uh, and there is a connective tissue between the first one I mentioned and this one uh, but it's not what you would think is RPM which the uh-huh. connective tissue is the fact that it's a another acronym season for Ken um, my favorite things all have to be acronyms well Ken um, hold on. Because guess what? This is in my top three, too. Boom. Fantastic. So we're killing two Power Ranger bird zords with one stone. Oh. Um, Sergeant Stone. Um, Pterodactyl Fire Thunderbird. um, So this uh, also fittingly, having just recently cut my own hair, uh, this is the Mad Max style season. So I feel like uh, this is the same sort of thing. Um, But... uh, we're getting into kind of like instead of just calling them rangers and being like connected to the morphin grid, which it's an apostrophe in, um, it's ranger operator. No, it's not morphing, it's morphin, apparently. I didn't know no, morphin, yeah, it's morphin, and then you have an apostrophe at the end. No, there's no apostrophe, Ken. I learned this, you know, this <laughs> anyway. Um, this is one where I did know the villain and the villain is tied into the overall story. And it's one of those things that, you know, hits and it's like, oh, this that's kind of messed up. Like, um, it was, was, you know, spoilers alert for anybody who hasn't watched this, but spoilers alert, spoiler alert. So I, I'm not a huge fan of Dr. K, um, but (gasps) she is, hang on. I mean, like, I'll get into it. Like in, in comparison to some of the other characters in the show, I guess I'll say, um, I definitely like her more than uh, like certain elements, but I love the idea of why she is the way she is and uh, getting into that. She's the creator of the, the Ranger operators, right? Um, yeah. But also oh, you Ranger find series. So to, to kind of preemptive, like this, the series starts and it's a, a dude and a car and he's racing and he's got a, like he has a sucker, right? Um, like he has sucker? a lollipop. He has a oh, lollipop. Yeah, okay. I was because like, if you remember, if you remember Ken, in the original there. promo, he had a cigarette. And they were just like, no, 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 no. What? Show for kids. No, he didn't. 
You need to read up on how RPM no, started. No, did not. Okay, so, I'm going to do that after the show, but I do not believe you. So they didn't film it, but in the original like script stuff, like he had a cigarette later, there was something that happened. So that's one of the reasons why he has like the... the oh, okay, cigarette. wait, but before you go on, I do want to point out that um, this seems to be a thing in Power Rangers history whenever the show is up against a wall, is that basically they were like, this is it you're we're not going to renew the show and so everybody was like all right well then let's do what we want to do and that's kind of what happened with within, rpm with rpm yeah and so, so and, and i think that's why they took a lot of the risks they did so they were, so anyway, they were gonna do like a you know this kind of like rebel character and you kind of like a darker character and he's driving a car and he's racing to this domed city dome city of corinth right, right. yeah um and it's the last kind of semblance the of last city in civilization. Yeah. Uh, which you get all this because Dr. K narrates the, the intro. Um, but he's trying to race to it and he fights off some stuff. And, and um, this you find out is Dylan who later on will become the black Ranger um, who his helmet is kind of like seemingly themed after a wolf, which you think like he's a lone wolf, right? Oh my um, God. I never actually put that together. Shut up. Right? No, I'm not. I, I literally am not <laughs> kidding you. And you have just blown my mind a little bit and further said to me why this show's great. Um, so he's, he's racing to the, the city and he, he does make it. And like the city is like, has a section off thing. And it's think like walking dead style. Like you get a city and it's like, yeah, we don't let just anybody in. Like, we're not going to let you in, but they, they do let him in. He ends up, you know, eventually becoming part of the Ranger team. Um, there's a little distrust there between like the, the Red Ranger and this guy because like, you know, he's from the outside, blah, blah, blah. But um, tying it back to the Dr. K stuff, she's kind of a, like aloof. Like you, you mentioned kind of like some of the other characters in other seasons are kind of like aloof and kind of weird. And she has this kind of like distancing that she's doing. She's definitely got a very um, distinct way cold, of acting cold uh, uh she's cold and might have some sort of like a, a social uh um not a disorder but like yeah no 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 disorder would be right yeah i was trying to think of like i, I would i don't know what i was gonna say but yeah a, a social sort of like a aversion you know yeah so yeah. you you find out um very first, matter of a fact, very matter of a fact. Yes. Um, very almost like robotic. But yeah, first thing is you find out like, OK, the, the first like kind of like twist in the season is that like Dylan, because he doesn't really know where he comes from. He's kind of like his his. Yeah, he lost his memory, like a blank slate. Um, but you find out like he has um, the villain of the series is Vengex, who's like a cyber villain who's kind well, of like. OK, wait. So so the whole setup here is that that there has been a computer virus that essentially has taken over you know destroyed the world like like ken said we have the last human the the last city surviving here or whatever so it's important to know that fenjix was a computer virus right um so but dylan is like he has parts is it parts inside of him or he has like some some like he has robotic fenjix yeah originating parts he's um Oh my gosh, I forgot. Not like a it's cyborg, like, but well, that's what I feel like they might call him. But I remember that's why when he gets into the city, they put him in jail because he's got the mechanical parts inside of him. So like that's what's able to like increase his abilities and things like that. Um, but that's like the first like kind of like you know what I love too the robot called Grinders. 
Like they're either <laughs> sandwiches or looking for some gay love. Oh my God. Um, yep. That's what they were going for. Actually. That was like, they were like, we don't want them to have the cigarette, but also the grinder thing is okay. Um, but the, then the thing going back to, uh, Dr. K is, and I'm flipping through this. I'm sorry if you can hear it. Um, mm-hmm. Is the fact that, like, yes, she's the creator of the Ranger operators, but uh, she's also the creator of Menjix. Oh, my God. And it's probably one of the most sad and depressing scenes in Power Rangers ever, because the episode, which is titled Dr. K in this season, is just so, so sad. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, and there is a big theory out there right now that this is going to tie into Beast Morphers because Beast Morphers is is also currently about a computer virus and it takes place now and they've said that i believe olivia Tennant, who plays dr k will be reprising her role um yes and then um there was another rpm connection to that too though so they were saying she's going to be reprising her role by the end so i think in the end of this the beast morphers like facility is going to take dr k because her whole thing was that the government the alphabet soup or whatever it was called took her because she was like a super genius. So she's got, she's like Sheldon Cooper. She's got that kind of a social aversion. Yeah. And, and they basically were like, well, you have to do this for us. You have to do this for us. And every year on her birthday, she said for her birthday, she wanted to go outside. I just want to go outside. I just want to go outside. And so she created Vengex as kind of like a, just a virus so that she'd be able to go outside. But they, they like stopped her from getting back to the computer in time to stop Vengex from getting out. And it's so sad when you realize like that's what happened because she feels, you know, obviously she has the guilt associated with that, but also you're like, again, it's like, it's like, uh, it's the beauty of, um, um, oh my God, what is the, what is the time force villains name that I've ransack that you're like, it's that whole, like society did this to her. We did right. this, you know, we so did this. I like tying it back to beast morphers, like, thinking about that beast morphers is that supposed to be future after rpm or is it prior no, to RPM? RPM. no beast morphers so, is, is like now i think so like do you think that's going to end with her like coming in and then she's like yeah i have to go work on this like vengex program no like, i well i think thing. it's going to be her in like a cameo setting or something like that because mm-hmm. it's that or because the way rpm ends is they put their morphers away and the red light is blinking, which is Vengex. And so you're supposed to be like, oh, Vengex survived and he's in the Morpher now or something. And they never kind of wonder if they're going to end it like the end of Iron Man, where they're just like, I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. Like if they're going to talk about like she's like, yeah, I have to go work on the, the Vengex. Project. The Ranger Operator Series program. No, I am pretty sure. I think I think that whatever the Beast Morphers is, is going to morph is going to more again, morph into this sort of thing we'll see though because that's always been the rumor is the second they said this was a virus we were like oh this is going to become vengex it's got to yeah. become vengex right you know and i think I, if they do that it'll be genius but i think we'll this is um the one of the seasons where like the helmets i love i do not like the costumes that much well um I remember when they first like seeing them, I remember being like, Oh God, another season themed around cars. God, I hate cars. And it's not really themed around the cars, but that's not what really. the look like though. Right. Cause they're kind of like seatbelts. They're like buckles and like their, their wrist cuff are not wrist cuffs, but their forearm cuffs are essentially tires because this is another season that they was on the air. Too. 
when I was in school and I was like, I'm going to buy a Power Ranger. I don't, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I edited myself. Um, but I was like, I don't care. But then I noticed I was like looking at the sculpt. I'm like, oh, it's tires. And like, obviously, there's a belt buckle. Um, and so I like I bought the Dylan figure and it's it's one of those things where I was like, the helmet's so cool. And even the the Green Ranger has kind of like this shark theme. Um, but I I do not like the suits themselves. I don't like the theme song either. It's the only Power Rangers theme song that doesn't use the word go in it. And it makes me so angry. That's the whole thing. It's go power. Like, and it's the only one that was like, nah, we can't put that in there. But I, I, I do agree with you. The aesthetic of the costumes. Like I actually think Dylan, like the black Rangers one looks the best because he's, well, the, this is the thing. This series started as a series where they had the three base Rangers. So you started with red, blue, yellow, and mm-hmm. then you got black and then green. So it was yes. one after the other. It was similar to how like other seasons have started in the past, like Ninja Storm. You know, and that's green, that's green. another thing. The Green Ranger is not a like you think of like all these different teams that are starting. It's like we have five people who are the best of the best. They're like they're chosen for a reason. It's like the the thing with the Green Ranger is like he's kind of just kind of like skeezy. Like, well, his yeah, character- his, his whole backstory was he was. Well, it's like he's kind of that like uh, he's a con man, you know, yeah. and but then you realize he was conning bad people like he was trying to get medicine to like kids or something, wasn't it? Right. Um, I'm trying to think like, what's his <sighs> Ziggy Ziggy Ziggy. Oh, my. <sighs> yes. Ziggy Scott Summer Dylan uh i always forget the blue rangers name he was now. another one like that's one of the ones where i was like he's so skinny and like he's not like you I know i agree with you is the blue ranger and the blue ranger's like jacked and you're just like oh flynn is the blue but i'm um, like that's no. me like if i'm a like tiny boy ranger like i'm ziggy Oh, see, I, I don't like the twink Power Rangers because it, it leads me to believe that you have to be young and you have to be skinny. And I'm like, that is not a Power Ranger. You don't. I mean, I'm just specifically like, talking about like body type, like, but that's the other thing. Like you think of like what Hyperforce is the, the RPG thing that they do. Right. So you think like the bulk character exists, which we haven't seen really in a show, but just like, in the game that's one of those things where I I'm like, I can associate myself with that. Like just being like this kind of like, you know, having grown up overweight, like being this kind of like just now skinny, like that, I, it's definitely possible to be a, a Ranger operator series green. I, I also like the gem and Gemma, the gold and silver Rangers that are added from this season as well. I just, they're kind of like weird off the wall, bizarre characters, but they're like fun. I have to point out too. one of the this show really had some like really in like there's some story integrity in this show. It's got mm-hmm. a beginning, a middle and an end. And it, it's got it took risks. It, you know, like one one example is the monsters don't speak in a language we can understand. Right. You know, like unless you're of a certain level, general or um, monster, t- whatever, what virus or whatever they're called. Um you know, the monsters come and they just kind of make a noise. So it's not like that Neo Saban Nickelodeon era is really defined by like the Power Rangers talk way too much when they're fighting. The Power Rangers did not used to talk that much. And I get that that, that might be some sort of like Nickelodeon mandate or something like that. But like 
sweet baby Jesus. Sometimes I'm like, good Lord, shut up. Like, <laughs> do your business and move on. You are not advancing the story. None of this is funny, especially Megaforce. It was just like, it was a word for every movement. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is not what the Power Rangers do. Like, and I, the, but that's the thing. Power Rangers is ever changing and ever evolving. So I should never say this is not what Power Rangers do because they are mm-hmm. Power Rangers. So I don't mean to be rude and say that, but all right, Ken, I'm going to give you my next one. RPM RPM for me. I uh, was one. I didn't, I it was preemptive here, preempted here in Orlando, which is ironic because the Ranger, the Rangers came out and met at Disney's Hollywood studios. Uh, and so it, I was always so infuriated that I could never watch this show. So I didn't see it until it was on Netflix and I watched it all. And I was like blown away. Blown away. So yeah, I didn't that was a season I watched while I was running at the gym. Like many of yeah. the season later seasons, I rewatched or I watched for the first time at the gym on the treadmill, and like somehow I got through, you know, Operation Overdrive. But RPM was one of those ones where I was like, "Yeah, this is awesome." Like, well, for mm. me, one that I feel like we can't get away from saying, like how when we talk about our favorite seasons of the show. It's the turning point in the entire series of Power Rangers, and that is Power Rangers in space. Guess what my third is? Is it Power Rangers in space? Yes, it is. Boom. (laughs) Amazing. So, Boom Studios. Anyway. um, Oh, my God. Okay. Go ahead. So, I talked about RPM a lot. So, why don't you intro our uh, in space topic? Like I've said before, Power Rangers Turbo, one of my least favorite seasons of the show, where, like... It it was a show that I think the original source material was supposed to be like lighthearted and a joke, but they tried to deliver in a serious fashion here. I don't know what the deal was, but it did not measure up. And I remember sitting at my grandparents' house after school watching it, and my grandfather finally being like, I never cared that you watched this show before, but boy, is this show horrible now. <laughs> and And then, like, the next episode after he said that was the chase into space. And that episode is great where they like lose the megazord the command center or sorry it's the power chamber at the power chamber at that point and they go into space and you're like what is happening i remember being like what is going on and um just power rangers in space took this turn where i was like it's the first time that power rangers had an overarching story um and that it acknowledged it's uh because there was uh, if we count uh, the three seasons of Mighty Morphin. I do not count Alien Rangers as its own season. It was ten episodes. It's technically no, I feel part like of that was part of, of another. Like that was yeah. part of the season. It's like this is yeah. a reason that's, this is happening. That's part of the season three. So you have the three seasons. Then you had uh, Zeo Turbo. So you got in space. That's like the sixth season. Um, you know, and like that was kind of like if Power Rangers is going on this route forever, it's going to be canceled. So we might as well go out with a bang. And it, you know, adopted a lot of that like Star Trek aspect. It also leaned into that sort of only kind of hinted and rumored, not even rumored like that. You know, we have we have Rita versus Zordon and we never see any more of that intergalactic thing that they reference, you know, and then you have the alien right. Rangers that were introduced in season three. and you're like, okay, there's a world beyond Earth. There's always this world beyond Earth that they hint at. And finally, they're like, well, why don't we go to beyond Earth? Like, why don't we put these people in space? And 
And then also it was a season that had this overarching like Zordon's been kidnapped. You've got the Dark Spectre, the master of evil, you know, and he's the one who's been kind of masterminding everything along. And Astronema is such a good character. And you've you've got this Red Ranger that, you know, he's the he's the solo person that doesn't know how to work with the group. And he adopts these other Rangers and they kind of like all come together as a team. And then you learn that, Oh, the missing sister is the bad guy. And then she wants, when she realizes what's happened to her, she comes back, but then she's got to sneak away and help them. And then she gets brainwashed. And so she's stuck there. And Oh my gosh, there's so much drama, but it's also so good still. Like I just, mm-hmm. I love so much about this season. I love the suit design. I love the mega ship. I love, I, I, I kind of, I love how everything was introduced i the finale of this season is one of the best in the series still to this day you know the countdown to destruction i think is just so good where i i still i remember when that aired like i watched it i I recorded it on vhs and i watched it over and over again you're horrible and (laughs) um i cried like i was like this show's over and i am so sad that this show is over and i can't believe that i thought this show was over in uh uh in what year did this air 1998 yeah 1998 that i thought this was over in 1998 and here we are in 2020 recording an internet show something i knew nothing about in 1998 actually i lied 1998 i made my first email address which is andros something something at something something and it's because of this show that that was my you know so it makes no sense when i read my email address off to anybody but um it's funny that i still have that email address 22 years later it's my junk email now but 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 anyway i i just i loved the morpher you know, I loved that they still use communicators. I love that this is the first season that they didn't have to be students in high school. Like they're kind of in high school in the beginning, but then they're like, ah, forget it. We're abandoning high school's that. over. We're in space. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I just, I love, I love that when you get to the finale too, you like see other Rangers, you see the gold Ranger, the phantom Ranger shows up along the way too. Like it, it's a celebration of all things that are power Rangers, but then it's still, even to this day, when I watch it, that scene where, uh, you know, in Countdown Destruction, where Astronema has given the city the 24 hours to give them the Power Rangers. And when she comes back and they're like, start destroying stuff. And then, um, or before they start destroying stuff, like Bulk and Skull are like, we are the Power Rangers. It like makes me emotional because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's their journey too. Yeah. You think of their Ari. Yeah. Like to think Bulk and Skull, like if you think back to the first season of Power Rangers and you're just like the like them falling into cake is something that happened every episode. But like you, if you were to say like, oh, these characters are going to have an arc and you're going to love what happens with them. Like, like these will be the people that step forward on destruction on you know, on Judgment Day to save you. And you're like, no, 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 no. Like. Like they step up and they're like, we are the power. Like we're going to stay with it. And I, the, where everyone steps out of the audience and they say, we're the power Rangers. It, it still makes me emotional because for me, that's what power Rangers is. Like it's all of us, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's any, and that's what I love about time for us. And, you know, to bring it all back around is that you can be any, you can be any color, any gender, any from any background, anything. And you are still, 
all of us have the ability to be a power ranger. And in that moment, it's just such a beautiful moment where these people finally stand and say, no, we are power rangers. And then when the actual power rangers are on the roof, and this is the first time in history, the power rangers have ever revealed their secret identities, you know? Yeah. Like the world. And I just also love, I love so much about this episode. I love how it was directed because I love that in that moment, it's a no tricks directing. It's that flash they go to morph and it's literally just a firework and they're morphed. And I'm always like, man, that cut right there is so good. It's so good mm-hmm. when they say we're the power Rangers and they just morph and it's like them. But then that's also followed up with this like amazing scene with Andros and in, in on the, and Ecliptor and astronomer and Zordon on the, um, I forget what astronomer's palace is called, but you know, her floating ship in space. And when, thing. when, yeah, and when uh, when Zordon's like, you have to kill me, or you have to destroy my energy tube, and that'll help, that'll reset everyone, you know, and we'll all be on the, we'll be on even bases again because it'll wipe out everything. And he's like, well, what's going to happen to you? And he was like, I'll be gone. That's it for me. And he's like, I can't do it. And then when Astronomer comes out and he de- he's fighting, and it's his sister, and he's just trying to, you know, convince like Corona, you're still with us, and then he kills her <laughs> like by accident, like. It's so good. And like it gets so equi, but then Ecliptor comes in because you also know Ecliptor's been reprogrammed because he raised and loved Astronema. And he's so angry at the Red Ranger because like that's the only thing he's ever cared about was her. And when she was going back to him, he let her get away. He chose yeah. to let Corone or Astronema go back to Andros and it's one of those moments where you're just like it's an impossible situation and it's always one of those things too where you're like Ecliptor's a good version a good point in a character where like he did you know he did he became more than he was but he still is destroyed in the end you know and it's like Zordon too you know Zordon just bites it in the end too but he's I would say like um and I'm not I'm not trying to cut you up, but like so Astronema is, is one of those characters like we talk about, like villains who have some semblance of an arc or some redeeming yeah. quality or or something that would get a viewer engaged. And, you know, obviously, like she was turned into this like she was Corona, yeah. like she was Andrew's sister. But also, like, I feel as though um Ecliptor is one of these characters who is a legitimate monster character, like quote unquote monster character. Like he is a suit character who Mm -hmm. also has these kind of like feelings and kind of like this arc where I definitely don't think they've done that before. So this is that turning point. Yeah, he's he he makes me think of like he's a seed. He he had a he was like you said, he was he's he's a suit monster. So it makes you think like they were formed of evil. You know, they were created They're like like Finster, you know, made monsters like and it's like so he was evil. But like his by doing what he was supposed to do, you know, it's like kind of one of those even in the darkest of situations, you know, this this love can still grow because he. Mm He, he was still evil, but he still loved her. Right. You know, and so he, it's go. Sorry, go ahead. So cool. No, I'm just like my notes. Like he does look cool. Are you saying so cool? Like he was so cool. Like the black and the neon green. And that's yeah, like, he's got to be like, he got his like remade thing. He had like all that, like silver on him too. You know, was that that's pre matrix, right? So like, you think like matrix, he, like, like around that the same time, black yeah. screen, like, green text man a clipter looked cool yeah 
I, I, Clifter is actually still one of my favorite design villains, I think. Yeah, for sure. I would say that's that's easy. Like he's the one when I think like Power Ranger villain, like I think obviously Goldar Zed and then I'm just like Clifter look cool. Yeah, I actually think Eclipter doesn't really get the kind of like the um, legacy he it's, deserves or something. You know what I mean? It's weird because like it's he looks so cool, but it's like it's, not it's so it's not a word. <laughs> Sorry, <Go ahead>. no. <laughs> it reverberated. It uh, reverberated with me for resonates. Um, he's it's like very geometric, like his design, obviously, and it's it's just one of those things where it just like it sticks with me for some reason, like the black and green and then the red eyes. And then his sword was cool. Like, yeah, there's just so much there. And the fact that he had a legitimate arc, like you, it's so easy to be like, yeah, you can have a cool looking character and just have like, well, I think about like nonsense El- associated with him. Well, t- I think about like how Elgar was kind of became, uh, I wouldn't say he's the Goldar cause, cause, um, like you said, Ecliptor is definitely the Goldar of this, but you know, it was like Goldar in the first season was scary. And then the yeah. second season, he's like, okay, the third season he's cause he doesn't have the memory and he's with Rito. It's like, he's no, no, wait, goofy. that's Zio. That's Zio, right? I don't know. There's one season where he's like super goofy. I think that's Zio because I think him and Go- him and Rito didn't have memory and they were they lived with Bulk they were hanging out with Bulk and Skull is yeah, that that's, that season? that's Zio yeah because the third season Rito was kind of started and he was like an idiot but he was also scary because he destroyed the the Thunder Swords and that he's was also first, like American just a skull face footage. well yeah yeah um but um. No, I, I, I think there's a, there's there's a complexity to Power Rangers in space that was not seen on Power Rangers before necessarily, or at least not as um, not as refined as it was right. in Power Rangers in space. You know, and, and then Power Rangers in space was the first show where it was like, okay, well, look at what we did. Look how we took this this idea, um, and this the the. The, the meaning, the philosophy, the idea, the essence of what this is. And we took it and we applied it to different type of a situation. And it was really the example of how you can do this going forward, you know? Right. It's well, it's also like going back to one of the things you talked about in one of the prior seasons is the idea that this is a culmination of six years of storylines. Mm-hmm. It's a continuous story that is this is the finite like end to it. And yeah. you think of like um think of like jk rowling i guess right so like i'm not a huge fan of harry potter but i do know that (gasps) in writing like her books the idea that she aged her characters and like wrote the books and they became more adult yes yeah like so they aged with the what would essentially be the readers at that point well the the first book is a kid's book the seventh book is you know it's shelved in the young adults or in the kids section but i'm like that's an adult's book Right. So you you have to treat this like and you, obviously you don't have to treat it that way because like it's still approachable for children. Right. No, it's uh, still uh, Power uh, Rangers, uh, but oh, a thousand it's, percent. It's not too it's, serious that kids can't enjoy it. But it's, you know, and we'll get into one of the reasons why I think this that ties into that. But specifically, but the idea that this is a culmination of those like six years. So like you if you have kids who you know started with mighty morphin like first episode first season like you and i and then this is kind of where it goes and it's you know it aged with them like this is six years later like you're a different person the things and stuff that you associate with are are interested in totally changes yeah so because if the if you're assuming the audience hasn't left yet 
you know, because it's still so close to the original. Then if your audience for season one was 10 year olds, you know, 10 or 11 year olds, they're 16 and 17 now. And this was an appropriate story for them. Right. So that's one of those things where in space, just like. It's also it's also one of those things that like I think in space, time force, RPM, you know, these ones we've said, like they're a testament to. Like, I hate that. Like the idea that power that kids can only handle a certain type of storytelling, you know, because it's like what you just said. This was still accessible to kids. So why do they keep trying to make it Mighty Morphin Power Rangers lately? I don't like that. Like that. I think Power Rangers thrives at its best when it is its most unique. When you take Mm -hmm. it and you say, how different can we make it than what it was before? And sometimes that's a complete like disaster and other times it's it's phenomenal you know and it's so it but if i'd rather i'd rather something not get lost because you can't remember the differences between it like oh well they were in high school and they were whatever like i i want to know like in in, you know in time for us i remember that when they had to work odd jobs and they lived in a clock tower you know in space they lived in a spaceship they were traveling different planets and trying to find zordon you know rpm it was the last city that existed you know it it, all these shows you said spd they're rangers training at an academy to become power rangers the policing of the future you know there these are shows that have these very distinct things and i feel like lately it's been very they're kids in high school and I don't know the difference between anything else, you know, which is odd because you think of like some of the, like you're just reading the descriptions of some of the later seasons. You're just like, well, how does this tie into this? Like you think of, um, what's the, then is it ninja? Don't no, It's not ninja storm. Um, ninja steel. Like yeah. it's, it's supposed to be this idea of like a game show thing. That's like, um, like, well, only the, only the monsters are doing it, but like, it's because they're broadcasting against the Rangers. It's very confusing. So, but that's one of those things where it's just like, okay, well you're taking this kind of unique idea, but you're also losing the thread on what could make that a significant thing or like, you know, a sticking point. Um, And you think back to like Megaforce, super Megaforce, like there's what could have been like this kind of like very tangential, like, you know, big season is so lost because they just, like treat them like kids again. And there's no reason for it. Um, so, well, and I worry that, 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 that new, the dino nights or whatever it's going to be called. The, the season 27 is going to be that same thing because we've seen the sides come out and they're saying that they're looking for people that look no older than 17 again. And I'm like, Oh my God, at least beast morphers and, um, dino charge. They're not necessarily in high school, but my issue with beast morphers is like, you know, Nate, the gold Ranger who I do like, I do really enjoy Nate as the gold Ranger stuff, but, and, um, uh, what's the yellow Rangers name? Jackie. That's her real name. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm having a brain, uh, thing, but, um, but my thing is like, okay, well they're trying to be like, well, they're young adults, but they're really trying to be like, oh, well she's the youngest, you know, person and whatever. And then Nate is also super, super young. And he's like Doogie Hauser essentially. Well, yeah. Right. And it, it's kind of like, you know, in time force, Wes is like 30 years old. Like he's, he, he was, was 20- 26 when he, so, oh no, he was older than that. 
so no uh well so going back um to time for sorry put a put a pin in the in space um even stevens ren stevens her just, name was zoe sorry her name was zoe yeah um even stevens has been like on her youtube channel right ren stevens uh and she does like cooking videos Carly with, Elton romano yes she does youtube videos with other actors like she did one with like wilford l and like all this other stuff she just did one with the blue time force ranger where they're going back and watching Michael episodes Copan? Uh, oh i saw him post that yeah okay so, i didn't know that's what it and, was but he i'm pretty sure he said that the guy playing west was you know 26 years old when they started and he was 18 when he filmed yeah like he, he was really young and um i know that jason font was the older one um when they did it but I also know Jason Font was how old he was because I wrote Jason Font a letter while I was in school, uh, a senior <laughs> in high school, and Jason Font was born in the year 1974. So in 2001, he was he was uh, so he would have been 30. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I guess that is 26. 20, yeah, he would have been 26, 27 when they were filming. Hmm. I must have interviewed him when he was like 29 then, because I knew yeah. around where I was like, oh, he's older, but but he was the older, he was older of them. But I was also like, they were like, well, they weren't in high school. So who cares? Right. So that was like totally acceptable. So that I'm sorry, that was an aside, but that's because I watched that this week while we're under quarantine. But, um, if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's pretty good. Uh, but, but Aaron, Aaron Cahill, when they filmed that, I guess she was 20. He would have been 18. Yeah. Sorry. So he was a little, older. I mean, he looked younger too, but also I mean, they, they weren't, they weren't trying to be like, oh, these these people are even young. They were just basically like, no, these are police officers, you know, time force officers, whatever. And I, I don't know. I miss that. I miss that kind of it's like one of those things like where it's like we're talking into an echo chamber of the idea of like we're older, like we're not old, but like we're older. And we're just like, well, I want to see more stories with, you know, older people. And it's like it's not just that. Like, I'm fine with seeing stories about kids. Like, I love Stranger Things. I love like Goonies and all that oh, stuff. Yeah, but it's like it's one of those things where it's like you can do stories with characters outside of high school. Like, I feel like you're, you're kind of like yeah, writing yourself into a corner. Yourself. Exactly. Like how many stories like, okay, well they keep, Oh, they're disappearing during school. They're whatever. And like, it's not, you're not making it interesting enough. I don't I feel like you're, it's like, I don't know. I feel like we're in a backup against the wall moment again, where I'm like, you should pull out all the stops, especially if you're about to do another dinosaur season. But Right. You know, these are kind of our thoughts on what's to come. And I feel like we're trailing off into other areas now, but I have other in space thoughts. Oh, tell me more in space then. Because so this is like another our second season that we've had on the same list. This is I had other notes that were aside from the villain things like I'm just making check marks here. Um, But the Ninja Turtles crossover as kind of like a big thing. Uh, I have the episode, I have the issues, but I haven't read it yet. No, no, no. I'm talking about the in space crossover. Uh, oh, so... oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the Boom Studios <laughs> one. Yeah. Yes, I'm like talking about the comic. Book. So that's in here. But um, this was a as someone who grew up loving Ninja Turtles prior to you know Power Rangers and having that conflict of of interest essentially. Um, to have an episode where there was a crossover was a big deal for me. Um, even though it was a crossover with the most garbage of Ninja Turtles, which is the uh, next mutation stuff. Um, yeah. It was still insane to know that there existed a thing where they had Ninja Turtles physically interacting with Power Rangers. And the the fact that the Power Rangers interact with them, and they're just like, wait, like the cartoon characters, right? So 
Like it's it's a weird thing that exists. I think um, like who was the comic books? Were Power Rangers the comic books? And, no, no. The the Power Rangers talk about like the Ninja Turtles, like the comic books or the cartoon characters. They say something like that. Um, but it's that was like Saban had a a like they were making Next Mutation at the time, so like it was one of those things where it just made sense. But still to this day, like I'll periodically rewatch that episode because even though it's it's not good but it's still one of those things like, I can't believe this exists. Um, it's, it's so weird, right? It's just so it like, yeah, it's just one of those moments where you're just like, yeah, like, I don't know, but it's so cool. And it's like, and we had talked earlier, uh, talking about like, you know, to think how many years have passed since this, like 22 years, it would take 22 years from when they did their crossover episode with power Rangers and Ninja Turtles to get another Ninja Turtles power Rangers crossover with boom studios, which you're talking about 22 years. Right. So like people have become legal I, adults in time. Me throw up. Do not do this to me. <laughs> I don't so, care for your age additions. So like now Boom Studios is doing like the crossover with Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers. And it's it's one of those things where like people like I've read the first, I think, two issues and it's good. Like the art is amazing. And and I'm curious where the story is going. Like it has me intrigued. It's it's great. And to see these kind of like crossovers, like it's I feel like it's people who were our age when this was happening. It's like, no, I can do this better, who are now in careers where they can do it better. Um but that was one of those big things like to see it on TV is still an insane, insane thing. Um, and then to digress to psycho Rangers, having them be introduced in, uh, in space. And that was like when I was very angsty and I was like, yeah, psycho Rangers are cool. Uh, to the point where on my deviant art, I made a comic book where the hero Ranger was a psycho Ranger. He got a psycho Ranger morpher. Oh, look at that. So it's there's definitely stuff that resonated at that point when I was that like young. Is that what you just said? Uh, like the cycle, like it was it was a character who was he was probably a criminal of some sort. Uh, and he found a psycho ranger morpher, I believe. I don't remember. Um, but he he became like he was a red psycho ranger and he was fighting the green ranger who killed every other ranger. Mm-hmm. And but the person who was the green ranger. Can you guess who it would be? Tommy? Adam. <gasps> so I oh, took I took all my favorite things. I was like Green Ranger, Adam, Psycho Ranger, like mix them all together. It's like a peanut butter cup. But I mean, like, that's that's just one of those things. Like you you think of like how young you are when you were just like creating weird stuff and things that stuck with you and to go back to it. Like in space is still one of those seasons where I can go back to it and be like, there's so much good here. And like even distancing myself from the nonsense I was doing (laughs) when I was that young is, is pretty insane. It's just weird to think, um, you know, here we are 2020 and we start, I mean, we, I remember the commercials for the show and it started like, I watched the first episode in 1993. <laughs> like mm-hmm. nothing. Also, it's getting to that moment where you're like, Oh, some people call it silly, but I'm like, there's not been many things in my life that have been in my life. As long as power Rangers have been in my life. 
All right. There's like two things I can yeah. think of that I care anything about. Like, I guess there's been plenty of things that have been in my life that long, but like aside from family, obviously, but like things like media wise that you ingest and you care about and you're like invested in, there's very few things. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's an underrated. I, I feel like I would be sad to see power Rangers go out before it's 30th. And I feel like it is one of those things that it is an under, under exploited franchise still, you know, um, I think that we are in a moment where if Hasbro can loosen the reins like Saban never could, then we could get our adult version of this show or some sort of like PG 13 Stranger Things Netflix version of this or uh, the animated, maybe an animated story, which is the Boom Studios like telling of Shattered Grid, something that incorporates mm-hmm. all different aspects of the show, but still roots it in Mighty Morphin, but appeals to people. And then you could have everyone do voiceovers, so you don't have to worry about cast egos or anything, but also you can get people to play maybe who are older that don't look like those characters anymore, stuff like right. that. We're just in that moment where it's a moment of possibility right now. And I'm hoping I'm going to remain positive about where it goes for right now, you know? So... There you have it. I think those are those are our each one of our top three seasons, our favorite seasons of Power Rangers. Not to say that we don't also like other seasons of Power Rangers, but I think Ken, you would agree. You'd like to hear from anyone that's ever listened to this about like what their favorite season might be. Nope, their I'm good. Three? Oh no, you don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> Absolutely, ever. I would. I would like. Differing opinions would be huge, especially like if there's things I've missed or like, you know, it's it's what, 27 years of of Power Rangers. So at this point, I would like maybe I missed something. So please, yes, tell us. Well, you want to talk to us about one of the seasons we talked about. We'll definitely talk to you about that. You want to try and talk to me about why you think Wild Force is good. I will happily entertain that conversation. But um, <laughs> no, I, I I am always up to chat with anybody that really does want to talk about Power Rangers. And we said it on the social media uh, stuff in the description of this podcast. If you've seen one episode or you've seen a hundred episodes or just one episode, a hundred times this, we want to have discussions. So this is a safe space. We're not going to judge you, but you are welcome to judge us. Um, If you are listening to this on Apple podcasts, I do ask that you maybe rate and review us, give us some constructive feedback, perhaps maybe topics for future episodes. You'd like to hear discussed too, because I'm also down for that. Um, um, we do have our social medias up and running. If you uh, go to Twitter or Instagram, we are podcast rangers on there um, at podcast rangers on both of those. Uh, I did not set up a Facebook page because I don't like Facebook. He's so, not a Facebook person. People. No, I'm not, I'm not a fan, not a fan. So uh, maybe someday we'll do it, but I don't know. But I, I just, Twitter and Instagram are easier. So if you want to communicate with us, those are the places to maybe reach out and say something and like to chat with you. We will have a YouTube channel at some point. I'll do some videos of the toys and stuff like that. But, um, but thank you, Ken, for having this discussion as always. Yeah. And uh, thank you out out there for listening. Um, Again, if you want to subscribe to uh, however you're listening to this, whatever channel you're listening to this on, um, and please uh, communicate with us. Let us know what you think of the show. You can also send us an email at podcastrangers at 
gmail.com. Uh, so podcast Rangers on Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. So uh, that'll do it for this episode of podcast Rangers. We'll see you next time with another episode uh, until then. Oh man. I thought I was going to come up with something really cool to say here at the end. He didn't though. I didn't. So you heard it here first. Yeah. Just goodbye. <laughs>